Yes, Jesus, um, humbly you came to the earth you created. I love that. All for love's sake became poor. So here we are to worship you, Jesus. Um, love that. Um, we just we love you this morning, Jesus. We 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 so want to meet with you, um, for you to come um, and minister to each one of us, each one where we are in life, in our hearts. Um, that you'd be uh, healing our bodies, healing our souls, um, healing this this group, this church, um, and giving us a vision for your kingdom this morning. We love you, King Jesus. Um, come speak. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 You guys have a seat. Good job, guys. Good stuff. Welcome to Open Table Church. Um, my name's Evan. Welcome, folks online. Uh, if, I haven't, if I haven't met you, um, hope too soon. Um, I get to share with you this morning, um, and it's a privilege to do that. Um, this morning, we're going to be uh, just continuing to take a look at, at the gospel according to Luke. And um, this morning, we're going to be uh, learning, seeing what we can learn there about the concepts of humility and honor. Um, in, a, in a parable that Jesus uh, shares with us in Luke 14. Um, but before uh, I, I, we, get, we read the passage, which we'll do in a, here in a moment, um, I was thinking about humility and, and, and status and honor. And it was funny, it, it reminded me, uh, before um, Ida, my wife, and I moved up here um, to North, Central California, we, I was in the Navy in, in Southern California, in San Diego, on a, and I was an officer on a ship. Um, and uh, this reminded me what we're going to be reading about is uh, on, on Navy ships, the officers eat um, in a different room separate from the crew, and it's called the wood. You'd you know, come into this little room, and you'd see who was sitting at the table, and you would, you would look and see who the most senior person was that was eating, and then you would ask permission to join the table to eat. And that might seem, it's, you know, based on rank, but um, if there were, say, like two lieutenants sitting there, one of them is always going to be senior to the other one because there's a date of rank that, that we have. And, so, and there's no way to know that by the, what they're wearing. And so you would, you would have to know this just in your head, who's senior to who. And then you would, and you'd learn really quick if you asked, you know, you know hey, you know, Weps, can I join? And he's like, no, you know, Sikwo's senior to me. Oh, okay, oh, sorry. You know, and so you'd learn that really quick. And so there's this hierarchy that was defined, really, really reinforced hierarchy, um, which is good in, on, a, on a warship, because you always want to know the chain of command, and you want to know who's in command and who's next to be in command. Um, um, but it's interesting how I think um, in our world, for us, there's lots of ways that we have status and that we have this hierarchy in our culture, you know, um, and that we're really aware of, of, of status, whether it's at work, or sports, or in school when we're growing up, and um, so we're going to be taking a look at that today, um, just, um, and seeing what Jesus has to say about that, um, and like I said, um, this, this year we've been going through uh, the gospel according to Luke, and looking at um, the words and works of Jesus, and um, just realizing how a lot of times our self-centered perspective God, how Jesus is calling us to a God-centered perspective and a kingdom-centered perspective um, in, our, in our lives. Um, and uh, you know, today, today's passage in the Bible, 
you know, we're going to see how Jesus' perspective on rank and status is really different from what we grow up learning. And we're going to learn about humility. So um, we're going to take a look at Luke chapter 14, um, 7 through 11. It's a parable there. Um, but before we read it, I just wanted to give you a little background. So um, in this chapter in Luke, it's, it's this, it's, um, there's a number of parables that Jesus teaches and tells us about that have to do with feasts. And he's using illustrations, and, and sorry, so a parable is like an illustration story. And um, he, um, he's telling these stories to um, let us know, teach us a deeper truth, and maybe teach us something about the kingdom of God. And so it's interesting, they're all about feasts and wedding feasts, and he's using these illustrations. So this is going to be one of them. And um, in this part of the chapter, it says that Jesus was at the house, uh, was eating, it was on Sabbath, Jesus, um, the Jewish holy day, and he was eating at this house of a prominent Pharisee, which Pharisees were um, like Jewish religious leaders, and there were some, it says that there were some other Pharisees there, you know, they're watching Jesus to see what he's going to do and um, what he's going to say. And, um, and so um, he, uses, he, he tells the story um, to give us some insight about humility and status and honor. And so let's read it together. This is Luke um, 14, 7 through 11. I'll, I'll read for you. Um, it should be up on, it should be in your uh, bulletin too. And um, so this is Luke 14, 7 through 11. It says, when he noticed how the guests picked the places of honor at the table, and this is Jesus, when Jesus noticed that, they picked the places of honor at the table, he told this parable. When someone invites you to a wedding feast, do not take the place of honor. For a person more distinguished than you may have been invited. If so, the host who invited both of you will come and say to you, Give this person your seat. Then, humiliated, you will have to take the least important place. But when you are invited, take the lowest place, so that when your host comes, he will say to you, friend, move up to a better place. Then you'll be honored in the presence of all the other guests. For all those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. So this, like I said, this is a parable, and um, side note, I think it's sort of funny because, you know, normally parables are kind of like, you know, sort of this existential thing, but basically Jesus is like looking at these people that just did this. It says that he told a parable, but basically he's just saying, look, these people took the place of honor, you know, he's calling them out, you know, by this story that he's telling, um, which is sort of funny. Um, Jesus tells it like it is, but um, like I said, so this is a parable, parables are um, supposed, it's supposed to get us thinking, right? It's supposed to make us think, like, what, what does this mean, you know? And how does, how, how does this apply to what I do? Um, and I was really thinking with this, when I read this passage, the first question, I don't know if for, you, for you guys, but the first thing that comes into my mind is, do I do that? Do I do that? Yes, yes, I do that, you know? The answer is, should be, it's like, yes, I do. You know, I do that. Um, I am very concerned about myself, you know, if, if I'm really honest. I'm super concerned about myself, um, where I sit at the, the, t the proverbial table in life, you know. Um, I'm, I'm concerned about status, and it may not be where I sit at a, at a meal, 
because that's maybe not how our culture is. Um, but, um, and obviously this passage, like I said, it's a parable. This isn't about like dinner party etiquette, you know? I think it might be easy to kind of read this and say, oh yeah, I got it, you know? So when I get there, I'm just gonna sit down here, you know? No, that's not, that's not what Jesus is, you know, he's not, he's, he's, there's much more here that Jesus is getting at. He's trying to identify and expose a problem in our sin-damaged human nature, you know? Um, and I think it really, when you start to see that, it really digs deep. Um, and man, this is so ingrained, you know, in our nature, I feel like, um, you know, the competition in our world, it, it's fierce a lot of times, especially, I feel like big time for me is in career, um, um, but, but it can be in sports, it can be in school when we're growing up, um, it can be in, there's lots of different ways, social settings, um, and I think we get really good at playing that game, you know, and um, I was also thinking about how, for me, this gets, it hits at, like, my identity a lot, because I, I think I'm kind of a people pleaser type person, I think we all are a little bit, and it's not a terrible thing to care about what other people think about you, I think that's probably healthy to be, like, aware of other people, you know, but it's, it's really damaging, and it's really, um, really bad when I let what other people think about me define my identity, you know? And I can see that under the surface in this, as Jesus is saying, you know, there's all this politicking and where do I sit at the table? Why, why are folks concerned about where they sit at the table? Because they're concerned about what other people think about them, you know? And that's what's defining their value, you know? And so for me, it's really, it gets really damaging when I let other people do that. And, and, um, and this is kind of the world's way. You know, we're constantly in this spiral in, in the world's way of trying to get one up on the next person and establish ourselves um, so that we feel valuable. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a tough deal. Um, I really notice this for me at work. I'm a firefighter. And, you know, maybe you would think that we would be, like, somehow, you know, higher ideals or something. But no, it's this, no, no, no. There's a lot of posturing. There's a lot of just, we're playing the game, um, you know, just, you know, different, you know, moves to try to, you know, who, assert yourself, who's dominant. You know, we do lots of training. I mean, it's just everyone's watching to see when someone makes a mistake and, and oh, I can, you know, point that out. And, I, you know, and it's, I mean... It's, un it's, but this is just the way the world is, you know. Um, why should we be surprised? That's how we are. And the thing is, that's really tough, is, man, I am so quick to get pulled into that, too. You know, I think that's how we are. You know, you start to, oh, man, I'm going to get them, you know. Like, oh, okay, I'll, you know, I can play that game, you know. And um, it's just, and so, you know, we, we, we are just ingrained in that. We know how to do this in different ways in our, in our, in our lives, you know. And I'm sure you guys can relate. Um, and, you know, in the business world, in other, in other careers, it's probably very similar. Um, even sometimes there's this false humility, you know, I think that we can have. And we're kind of, we're, we're talking about humility here. You know, I was laughing that I will, you know, put someone else first, you know. Oh, you know, and make the show of it, you know. <laughs> it's like, you know, because, you know, look how humble I am. You know, I'm letting this other person, you know, sit here or I'm, acknowledging them to be also acknowledged, you know? So humility itself can be sort of this weird trap and like status, you know, game that I'm playing, you know? So 
Um, it's a mess. <laughs> it's a mess. And uh, under our own strength, humility and status, and it's just this restless grasping, I feel like, in our world for status, for acknowledgement, um, for someone to tell me I'm valuable. <clears throat> and um, it's all around us. Um, and I think the reason I, I want to do this, I was thinking about why, what's the deeper thing that Jesus is, is you know, I want, my, I want to establish my status because I want to be successful, I want to be comfortable, I want to be secure, I want to feel important, you know? Um, and those aren't, I guess, some of those things aren't terrible things, but um, when I'm trying to do them in my own strength, um, when that's the thing that makes me, you know, that I'm living for, um, man, it's ugly. Um, I want to impress other people. I want them to tell me that I'm valuable. I want them to tell me that I'm, that I'm my, what my identity is. Um, and that's why I do that, I think. And um, I just love how in that mess that we, we get into, and I think we all can relate to it, the competitiveness Jesus steps in to that and says and calls out this thing that he sees happening and calls us to a different way, you know, a new way, a kingdom way, a freedom way. Um, and uh, it's, you know, I love that Jesus doesn't just let that continue. He wants to, to, to address this. And, um, and his, Jesus's way is he calls us to a radical balance, a radical balance of knowing what matters, what truly matters, focusing on the king, and authentically putting other people first. So he wants us to know what truly matters, focus on the king, and authentically, truly put other people first. Um, I was thinking about, you know, talking about work. We have, uh, when we hire new firefighters, they're, they have a probationary period for a year, and a lot of jobs have you know, probation. Um, for the fire service, it's pretty intense, and, uh, and like they just are in a panic all the time about, I was, I was thinking like they, they wanna you know, pick the worst job, they wanna eat last, work the hardest, never complain, they're just like, you know, they, because you know, they're just, they're, they're wearing their uniform. It's better be, you know, they get there super early. They're just, they're worried all the time. I was thinking about, I've been at like a vehicle accident, cleaning up after a vehicle accident, like cleaning up debris, sweeping. And I had my probie come up to me and tell me that the battalion chief wanted to talk to me. And so I, so I gave him the broom and I went, he was lying to me. He didn't, the, the battalion chief didn't even want to talk to me. He just wanted to take my broom because the probie, he couldn't countenance couldn't countenance that I was working and he wasn't working, you know, and this is just that, like, you know, so it, it's, which is a great, it's a great illustration of that kind of level of humility to a certain extent, although, you know, they have a, you know, have a career, um, and I think, um, you know, instead of that type of vested, maybe false humility, um, Jesus is, you know, the, God's kingdom is, calling, is, is full of folks who are secure and they're content in their relationship with Jesus and they act out of response to his grace, you know? Um, and I think this is really, really, really big to not miss is that um, in, in Jesus' way, 
He wants us to be thankful to just be invited, to just be invited. You know, I was thinking about that, like, we get to sit at the table with Jesus. You know, we got invited to that feast, and that should be where our identity is, is grounded, you know, and that's where we start, and then from there, we can go and live. This is, like, the crucial thing. Um, I, um, I love how Jesus models this, you know, it was in that song, um, Jesus' Humility, but I, um, I love how Jesus models this as our example. Um, and uh, one of the passages I really love is in John 13, 3, it says, Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So, this is actually one of your fill-ins. It's actually kind of a trivia question. I'll read it again. You guys tell me what happens next, okay? You guys have Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he's just, this is his identity, you know? He knows he's so closely linked with, with God. And then it says, so, does anyone know what he did next? Anyone know? Yeah, it says, exactly, good job. He, he stood up, he put a towel around his waist, and he washed the disciples' feet. That's a powerful, powerful illustration of what, of what Jesus' way, right? He was so, his identity was this. He, was, he was, had this close relationship with the Father, and then he went and did this humble servant thing, washed the disciples' feet. That's an awesome illustration for us. So um, that's, that's the progression. I love that progression. And so for us, it's, are we, you know, is our relationship with Jesus, that's where we start. You know, you know, let's have a strong relationship with Jesus and let's go through life and let's deal with different situations starting there. And then now we're going to act out of that, out of Jesus' strength, you know, and out of that relationship with him to do what he wants. Um, I love that. Another passage that just really says it clearly is Philippians 2, 3 through 8. And it says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Do nothing out of selfish ambition. That's a challenge. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. Not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Jesus, the Messiah, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross, like a, like a common criminal. So that's, that says it right there. So Jesus, you know, um, he chose um, to humble himself. Um, so that's, that's Jesus' way. So there's the world's way. Man, we're just spinning. We're just scrapping for just whatever we can get. Um, and it's stressful, and it's exhausting, and it's embarrassing. And, and then there's Jesus' way, um, the path of real greatness, is through true humility as a response to God's grace. 
The path of real greatness is through true humility as a response to God's grace. So, man, how do we apply this, you know? Um, I think in a lot of ways, you know, let's respond to God's great love for us, you know, um, and be confident that we've been invited, we've been invited um, to be sons and daughters of the king, you know, that's our identity. And then we can actually be humble, you know, then we can actually truly care about other people more than ourselves because we're just so um, in love with Jesus and thankful. Um, Let's not engage in that old, dead way, you know, of striving for scraps. Um, Let's stay focused on the generous heart of the host. But Evan, part of my role at work or in life is taking responsibility and being the boss. How can I be confident in my abilities at work and be successful and do a good job and still be humble? That's a great question. I'm glad glad you asked. But this is, this is something I've been kind of working through with this topic, right, is that I think our world is values, success, values hard work, values people who know what they're doing, who are good at what they do, you know, and, and that's, um, and I'm really, I'm really convinced that um, those two things can coexist, right, those two things can coexist. We can be people who care about what we do, you know, assuming that what we do is, is something that's godly, it's, it's something that, you know, is, is good and that is for the, you know, can be, can bless people. Um, we can be good at that. I think that's, I think, man, that's, that's a godly trait to be good at what you do and to, and to do something well. Um, and even be critical of ourselves and of other people. That might be part of your role at work. Um, and sometimes that can kind of come off as a little bit holier than thou. Is that really a humble move to like have to tell someone that they're not doing good? Um, I think, yeah, I think it can be okay. That's okay. You know, Jesus, and that, that's the, the great thing here is Jesus, again, is our example, right? He's our example of humility. Jesus is wildly good at everything he does, and he's, and he's humble, you know, the model of humility. So Jesus again, is this model for us, showing us how to, how to do that. Jesus is so good at what everything he does, um, and yet he's also the humblest person who's ever lived. So we can do that. that can, that's possible. And I think the big thing, um, the, real, the huge takeaway for me um, is, just, is just how you go about, how you live in your life, um, where is your identity coming from, where are your actions rising out of? Are they rising out of, I'm going to tell someone that they did a bad job because I just want to push them down and push myself up? Or am I doing it because I want to help them and guide them and I'm just solid in my relationship with Jesus and now I'm going to come over here alongside this person and say, hey, you know, that could have been better, but let's, let's move on, you know? Um, I think that's totally possible. So, so next steps. Um, going forward, going out into the week. What, am I, what are we going to do tomorrow at work? Um, how do we do this? Um, I think the number one first thing and the number one thing, always the number one thing, is, man, we need to have a relationship with Jesus. You know? um, there's a lot wrong with the world. There's a lot wrong with me. Jesus isn't afraid of that. You know? um, 
He wants to renew what's broken about the world. He wants to heal what's wrong with me. I love that about Jesus. Um, you know, he started that renewing process through the ultimate act of humility by allowing himself to be killed in our place. Um, and then he rose from the dead and defeated the last enemy. Um, you know, we believe that Jesus is alive. He wants to have a relationship with each of us today. You know, if you're not, if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, if you're not sure, um, man, that's a, let's, let's do that. Today's the day. You know, let's do that today. Um, there's people, you know, during the last song, there will be folks in the back who would love to pray with you um, and chat with you about that. Talk to me after the service. Pastor Wayne, there's lots of folks who would love to chat with you if you don't have a relationship with Jesus. Maybe, you know, you have a relationship with him and it's kind of, you know, been rocky or you took a side, you know, a little, little detour. Um, you want to get back. Um, that too, you know, um, because that, Man, that's so crucial to have that, that foundation. Um, and then, you know, once you're in that relationship with Jesus, then, then you can, you know, let him define your identity each day in every situation. And man, then you can, you can actually be humble and you can actually care about other people. Um, and you can take the last seat at the table, not because you want everyone to notice that you did, but because... You're just so enamored with the host at the head of the table, you know? <clears throat> so, I, you know, this is awesome, um, this way of living, this way of, of seeing the world. Um, it changes my perspective. I, I've really been blessed by this, at, like I was talking about work, um, you know, as this has been something that I've been processing. It's just there's been some situations where there's people... You know, there's situations, and I'm like, and I feel that I'm gonna, I'm gonna get you, you know, and I'm gonna, oh, I'm gonna stick that one, and then, and then I'm like, man, you know, or even where I'm, you know, one of the things I was thinking about this, and this is kind of a, kind of crazy thing, is I felt like Jesus was saying, are you willing to be humiliated for the sake of the gospel, for the sake of the kingdom, you know, are you willing to be embarrassed? By that I mean. If I'm going to take the, if I'm going to kind of, you know, allow myself to kind of take the, take the low road or, you know, the high road, but I'm, I'm you know, if I'm going to allow myself to, to maybe not come out looking so good, but I'm going to be honest and I'm going to, you know, accept responsibility, you know, but that's going to benefit that relationship, you know. Jesus wants to use this um, humility and this is the thing I love about this is if we're acting out of our relationship with Jesus and we're letting him identify, um, define our identity, then, you know, we're going to be, he's going to use that to heal relationships. He's going to use that for people to say, man, I want to know this Jesus, you know, um, lives in the kingdom, you know, if we're, if we're folks that are focused on him, um, so... Um, it's really blessed me. I, I hope, you know, you guys throughout the week, uh, you know, just kind of your last fill in there is just, I'm sure you've been thinking about situations where, um, you know, you could be humble. Let Jesus tell you about your status. Tell, let him tell you, define your identity. And, um, yeah. So, yeah, get some prayer. Um, if, if you want to, you know, start a relationship with Jesus and um, talk to us afterward, um, let's, let's pray. Let's see what he wants to say to us. Um, 
King Jesus, um, man, you are um, the model for us. Um, would you help us to um, just to see the ways that you want to um, define our identity? I love how um, you say, but Evan, I love you. Evan, I made you. Evan, I want to use you. I have a vision for your life. And, we, and I love that you have, Jesus, that you have a vision for, for each one here. Um, you value each one here um, in a way that we cannot know. Um, help us be willing to trust your valuing of us and your uh, status that you assign each one of us. Um, we're so thankful for your generosity to us um, you know, by dying for us. Um, but all the other ways also that you bless us and um, ask that you would uh, come speak to us and walk with us in this throughout the week and the weeks to come. We love you very much, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen.